0: Let's Talk Home Repair is sponsored by Matriarchy Build, who provide tele-DIY services connecting homeowners to vetted pros for one-on-one video consultations. Visit matriarchybuild.com to get guidance on projects as small as a leaky faucet or as big as a home remodel. You can even book a session with Amy themselves. Visit www.matriarchybuild.com. Tele-DIY. Like telehealth? Yeah. Cool. I know.
1: I'm Amy, general contractor. I'm Alicia, homeowner. And we're talking home repair. Mm, it's another episode, our full length episode with all different kinds of uh,
0: topics for you. What are we starting with, Amy? Um, well, I thought we would talk about uh, some questions that we came up with, or one specific question that we came up with. This was. Uh, Uh, asked at the uh, workshop that I did not too long ago on home maintenance. I had an attendant of the workshop ask me about um, actually home maintenance in general and who do you get to do this stuff? Mm -hmm. And so... um, Like how do you find the person to do it? Exactly. If you're not going to do it yourself, if you're not comfortable doing it yourself, if you don't want to do it yourself, you know, what, what kind of person do you look for to do that? And some of the things on on maintenance, it's pretty obvious, like roofing stuff, you're going to call a roofer or furnace stuff, you're going to call an HVAC person. But the other stuff's like Who do you talk to? Like what
1: can a handy person do as opposed to what kind of, when you need an expert. Right.
0: So, so a handy person, um, is, is somebody that would probably be able to do a lot of the stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, and there are those that you can find from, um, your next door app. Yeah. There's the, do you 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 think that's a good resource? I've actually gotten requests through them, Mm, uh, multiple requests, actually, through them. You know, can you come and do this or that? Um, Yeah, those are those are good. Uh, You know, it keeps it in the community, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which is nice. Yeah. Um, Some of the things or some of the people that advertise on there that, that, you know, put their hat in the ring are not licensed and bonded, however. Mm. Uh, And you think that's pretty important. I do. Mm-hmm. Um, some people don't. What are pros and cons, though? Well, there's the 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 pros are they're probably going to be less expensive mm-hmm. uh, than somebody that's got a big organization. Um, well, you, they don't have to be a big organization
1: in order to be license, licensed and bonded. Oh no, right? It, it
0: can be a one one person show. I mean, I was at one time just it was just me, but I've always been licensed and bonded. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so they're going to be a little, you know. Less expensive, you would think. Um, the, the cons, however, are that they may come and take some of your money and then never show up again. Mm. And we, we actually get that a lot. Yeah. Somebody okay. will call and say, we have this project, it's half done. Uh, and we need you to come in and finish it and of course I always ask It's like well what happened mm-hmm. um, I was like well we hired this guy he was recommended by a friend of a friend um and he started doing really good work and then he showed up and he smelled like alcohol and then he didn't show up anymore um so it was you know it's less like right
1: never trust a friend of a friend <laughs> only trust the friends <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly exactly so no, that it, it is a it is a hit and miss. It's it's still a hit and miss if you're licensed and bonded. Or sure. if, you know, the person you hire is licensed and bonded. And and so, you know. Look but at what the, kind of
1: recourse does I give you then? Unless well, you say the same always, thing happens with somebody who's licensed
0: and bonded. Uh, you, you get the state involved, you know, Got the it. Department of L&I or um, things like that, that. Is that state, that, is that kind of common throughout the, all states? That I don't. I would assume so. But I'm I'm I, I can't answer that. I only know what's going on in Washington State. State. Yeah, cool. So, did you say the client's question? Um, or did we get there? Um, we started on it. Okay. <laughs> we we I will on be quiet till okay. the whole question so is it read was, aloud. Right. It was. It was. Who Who do we call to take care of this? These maintenance mm, tasks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and it is, you know, a handy person, handy, handy man, handy woman service business. Um, is really good some of them will have um they may have service agreements where they 'll come out every three months and take care of your mm. seasonal maintenance list um then then somebody asked, Well, how do we know it needs to be done mm. and and then what's our baseline so what I always suggest i have a I have a list that I give my my students that you know these are the things that you should look on a regular basis. You should be looking at your foundation. You should go in your crawl space. You could look in your attic. Um, you're looking at the caulking around your windows and replacing mm. the caulking around your bathtub and those kind of things. Um, but if you don't have a, 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 a baseline or you've lived in this house for 15 years mm-hmm. and it's just, yeah, this is just the way the house is. Mm. Right. It's just that's the way. You know, you know how you you get used to some things. You do, and you yeah. just don't see it anymore. Right, right. But if you really want to know, it's like I feel like like you got to go to the doctor and get a checkup cuz yeah. you just <laughs> don't know. I f- I think I feel okay. Right, right. So, home inspectors will actually come in. And they mm. it, it's not just for a pre-sale of a house. They will actually come in and do um uh, a home inspection, kind of like for... your
1: ten-point at an oil change. Exactly. Here's the other types of exactly. things to, yep. that you're going to need in a little bit. Right now,
0: right, right, great. And they'll come in and they'll do a very thorough, thorough inspection and give you, you know, the write-up and pictures and everything you need to know um, about those things that you need to really, really look at. Yeah,
1: that seems like a really great investment, especially if you don't know a lot about the infrastructure of house of your house, mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. and you just kind of closed your eyes and hoped that everything was okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, you know, I've had that happen where where I, I tell people, it's like, you need to crawl underneath your house or you need to hire somebody to do it because mm-hmm. you need to look underneath there and see what's going on. And, you know, people don't like to, I don't like to crawl under a house. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's a great thing. I think that I had mentioned this in another, in another episode, but I'm going to mention it again. Uh, about home maintenance, um, it is suggested that you put aside one percent of your home's value for maintenance every year. What? One percent. So your, of house, your house value. Home's value. So okay. Mm-hmm. Three hundred thousand dollar house.
1: Mm hmm.
0: One percent, three thousand dollars a year. You'll set that aside, and that's you'll use that on maintenance. So that's getting your roof cleaned. That's right. getting your gutters cleaned
1: and so would you do you think that you should always kind of put that in a little baby escrow for the years that you have big things, so like maybe you don't spend three thousand this year, mm-hmm. but in case you have to spend five or you need an you know that's a way to save up for the new roof that yes. you might need in seven yes, years or ten
0: I years do. because it, it's eventually going to wear out unless you've got a roof that's supposedly a fifty year roof, right. And you put it on and, I mean, you're, and you're 60. Yeah. Good chance. You're not going to have to deal with it. However, right, right there. And there's those things that just, you just, they come up. Yeah. You know, there was a roof on a house that I have that, uh, lived in the house for 10 years. And all of a sudden one day we see this leak in the ceiling mm. or spot on the ceiling. And it was a nail that had been put in the roof wasn't new; it was there originally, but it just started leaking. Huh. So there was roofers to come out and drywall to repair and all that kind of stuff. So yikes! Yes.
1: <laughs> so uh, you suggested next door. Mm-hmm. Um, no, on Craigslist. You can. That can get a little dicey. I think yeah, that depends on your region. Yeah, you can. It can be a little dicey. What do you think about like Angie's List and that type of thing?
0: Sure. Sure, you can do Angie's List. There's Home Advisor. Home also, Advisor. There's another one here in Seattle. I don't know if it's nationwide, but it's called Thumbtack. Mm. Um, there's a couple of different uh, organizations that do um, the recommendations kind of thing, and you can always look online. I, yeah, I mean, if they've done decent work and they've been in business for a little while, they should have online reviews. Right. So right. Google and Yelp and and, you know just all of those use all those resources that you even use for other things sure and you can actually verify their license uh, with the Department of Licensing or Department of L&I here in Washington State to make sure that they're up up and current on all Mm -hmm. of their stuff Mm -hmm. and so this is maybe a topic for another episode
1: uh, you know we kind of touched on how do you shop for them but how do you interview and pick one that's another episode we'll be doing that in a future episode (laughs) Probably sooner than later. That's I think. That, I, think I mean, you're right because I think that's more of a nice checklist thing. Here are the kinds of questions to ask. Here's the kind of guarantees maybe to get. The kind of contracts to get. But we can. That's going to be them. in our remodeling
0: little mini series, right? Our remodeling, remodeling mini series about pro, you know the professionals that you may hire for a remodel and mm. general contractor and what to look for.
1: Okay, stay tuned for that. That will be coming in the okay. upcoming weeks. All
0: right. So, do you think you? have is that good for that question? I think so. All right. I Did think you have so. another question? Um, no, we're going to move on to uh, a maintenance. Bit of maintenance. Maintenance for this time of year. The furnace. Everybody's furnace has probably kicked on unless you live in Florida and it, <laughs> maybe you <laughs> and don't if, have a furnace. Well,
1: actually, with the Arctic blast that we, we're going through right now. Who is? The entire. Midwest and Eastern Seaboard and it's reached down into Florida. Oh, I'm not there.
0: Okay. Amy Works is not global
1: <laughs> thinking, apparently.
0: <laughs> nice. But furnace. Furnace. Um so maintenance. Get your HVAC company out to do a check on it. If it's a gas furnace, they will do carbon monoxide mm-hmm. um check. Unfortunately, if it is emitting any kind of carbon monoxide, they will decommission the furnace right then and there. Really? Yes. They're required? They are required by law to do that. Um, So a good reason to do maybe this part of it in the summer Mm -hmm. so that you're not without heat. Um, Would, uh, you know,
1: now uh, new construction and I think even remodeling now require... The carbon monoxide alarms, kind of like the fire alarms, mm-hmm. would that pick it up? So, like, if you didn't want to be lost without your furnace mm-hmm. and you may- wanted to make sure that you- it wasn't decommissioned, could you take one of those down there and would it sense what you're kind of talking about or I no? don't think
0: it's going to be sensitive enough. Okay. We're, we're talking really, really sensitive right at the burners right, okay. uh, that they, they, they are testing So more sensitive than we monoxide. would usually think yes. is
1: problematic. Yes. They know is yep. problematic. Exactly
0: that's that's tight that's, it is tight it is yeah. it's very tight yeah
1: it is a good art i
0: think we should put that on your summer maintenance summer maintenance is because i think have, you're right come in and check it out yeah so that you're not without heat because uh-huh. if you're if they do decommission it i'm
1: sure it's going to take a little time to get oh, a company not out there be, to replace right, it. right it's
0: not going to be that day right right you No, know, you're talking and maybe even a couple of weeks week or two right? yeah, yeah depending upon their schedule depending upon availability of the furnace and everything right yeah right so what you can do now and what you should do throughout the heating season is change your furnace filter. Mm. Mm-hmm. And it is it is not hard and fast rule that you change it every three months. It Depends upon um, how big your house is. Mm. If you have carpet or if you have hardwoods, actually. If you have a lot of traffic, if you have kids, if you have... Of the hardwoods and
1: carpet, which one is the more problematic for stuff being thrown up in the air?
0: Carpets, carpets kind of hang on to stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, um so what I suggest to people is that they take and check it once a month. Like put a new furnace filter in now, mm-hmm. and in a month from now, look at it. Does it? Is it dirty? Does it need to be changed? How if dirty it, is too dirty? Is there um, anything
1: you can kind of do? Or I mean, they're very, they're quite inexpensive things, so you can err on the side of over replacing. But right. You know.
0: When when you really start to see discoloration, okay. you want to you know that's showing that you've really got some dirt in there. If if you wait too long, then it starts to go. It starts to become this concave kind of thing, and then your your motor and your furnace is really working, working hard. hard. It's not it's not heating properly, and you're really putting a lot of um, extra work on the components of the furnace, which may cause it to burn out. Mm. So worst case scenario, right? Yeah. Right. So check it in a month. Is it dirty? No, it looks okay. Then you know, check it in another month mm-hmm. until you get to that point where it looks like yes, I need to change it. Well, it's been three months. It's been so three months is a pretty good you know time period. Or if if you have to do it every month, then then you have it's it's specific for you in right. your furnace and your house. Yes, yeah, and use the better filters. Don't use those ones that are dollar ninety nine that you can What's look. What's the through. difference? Huge difference. Tell have me you, why. See, you, I just
1: told them that this is an inexpensive thing because you can get like three for like four bucks.
0: Well, inexpensive is relative. <laughs> I'll tell you what inexpensive is. Four bucks for three of them. No, we're talking, we're talking. You're 10, talking fourteen ninety nine dollars 99 or piece. Like. Right. You can get them on sale. But what, but what, what are you getting then? For that. You're getting a better filter. It's filtering more of the dirt and particles out that, if they don't get filtered out, they're going to go into the fan motor. Got it. And into the furnace. And that stuff starts gunking up things and shortening the life of your furnace. So spend a little extra money on your filter. You're not going to have to replace your furnace. Got it. As soon. Yeah. And protect your motors and so forth and right. so on. Right. And, you know, there's the breathing part of it too.
1: You know, we want to get picky, right? <laughs> what else are we want to do? Uh, anything else with the filter that we have to look at? Or I'm mean, sorry, furnace. Uh,
0: those two things, you mm-hmm. know, have it checked. Um, make sure you're putting the filter in correctly. There's a certain air, you know, dis- direction direction that the airflow goes, and note that. Take a picture of it before you pull it out, so that you know. Just in case you get pulled away and have to go change the diaper or something like that, yeah. you'll know <laughs> what it is when you come back. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. So you're sure that you've got that. Um, and then the, the CO2 test, or excuse me, CO test, mm-hmm. the carbon monoxide test, mm-hmm. and have them come out and take a look at it in the summer. Remember, we're doing that in the summer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Anything we have to do with the ducts? If if you have a central air? It is suggested that you have those cleaned out on occasion. And again, that depends on... How militant
1: it. are you about that, do you think? Not at all.
0: Okay. Yeah, I'm not... But I don't have allergies, I don't have. I don't have. You know, dust doesn't bother me. Pollen doesn't bother me. You know, it can be right. the height of the the pollen season and doesn't bother me at all. Other people are just incredibly sensitive. So it depends upon right. you know, how sensitive you are. Um, and what if you don't, don't have a furnace? What if you have
1: like a base? You know, baseboard electric heaters? baseboard heaters or.
0: I would. Um, there's not a whole lot of maintenance you can do with those other than uh, vacuum them off because when you turn them on for the first time, all that dust will burn off. Mm-hmm. And you want to make sure that, that um, they seem to be heating properly. They're not coming off the wall like you've had your four-year-old that has stood on it and right. starting to come off the wall, those kind of things. Uh, but other than that, there's not a whole lot of maintenance that needs to be done. Radiant floor heat uh, needs to be maintained by a plumber. Mm-hmm. or an hvac company that'll do flushing of the system. So you need to do that too.
1: Is that a yearly thing too?
0: Yep. Mm. Yes it is. Maintenance. Maintenance. I know it. 1%. 1% of your We will spend value. that 1% like that. Yeah, right? <laughs> but then you won't have the big repairs. Right. Right. So,
1: it's and just better quality of life like you say.
0: Mhm.
1: Clean air, good efficient heating.
0: Peace of mind. Oh, blah, blah. Put a price on peace of mind.
1: Oh. About two hundredths of a percent. Exactly. Oh wow. Need, okay. I don't need that much. Pizza <laughs> much. <laughs> Anything else you want them to do this week on their on winter their maintenance?
0: maintenance? Um, nope, that's good. Okay, that's good. Yep,
1: that'll be big enough.
0: That's a that's a good one. Make sure you get that. that will be important. Buy buy two filters. <laughs> so you've got a backup, and
1: you don't forget which model it is. Right. I think that's the thing is with uh, with modern technology and everybody having their phone use photos and uh, I think a notepad you know one of the note pages mm-hmm. to mark down all your measurements all your models mm-hmm. all your filter sizes mm-hmm. and then whenever you find
0: yourself, someplace you'll have them right that's what I suggest in this maintenance classes is, is that yeah. you have a folder that has all of this different information in it. you know your appliances when you bought them and right the maintenance that's been done on them and observations as you've looked at your house when you're doing you know when you've gone and crawled underneath your house and you see this crack in your foundation mm. and it's half an inch wide well in six months when you go to do it again which you should how big, how big was it last time? Mm, mm-hmm. You know, It's like, do you remember what you had for dinner last Tuesday? You're not going to remember in six months how big that crack was. How so, big your mole is. All right.
1: Measure <laughs> your mole, measure your cracks. This is our helpful. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> just trying to be helpful. <laughs> all right. Let's move on to our next section.
0: We're going to hit some remodeling. Some remodeling tips. Again, did, just did a workshop. Or no, actually going to be doing a workshop coming up uh coming up tomorrow night doing a workshop ABCs of remodeling. I don't know if we're going to hit all points of remodeling the ins and outs and the pros and cons um but So ABC is not A through Z. It should be A through Z. <laughs> I need to rename it. It's a new class. Ah, it's a new class. Um so what do you need what kind of professionals do you need to do a remodel or do you need a professional? Hmm. You know, some people are willing to take on it take it on themselves. And just tackle it as like I'm, I'm I'm gonna do this. I've got the picture, I know exactly what I'm gonna do. Mm-hmm. Um, and other people are I wanna remodel my kitchen and I don't know anything else.
1: <laughs> they have they <laughs> right. know
0: nothing else. Right. So in that case I always recommend that uh somebody will hire a designer. Mm. And what a designer can do, they can they can help you pick the newest and trendiest colors the walls they can the newest and trendiest countertops and tile um, if you need to move things around so your space is a little more efficient mm-hmm. they can do that they you know give you some examples. they can do drawings for you so you can actually see this in 3d similar to that the, yeah. s- the sketchup program that right. w- that we were looking at earlier. So you can actually see, oh, my goodness, that's what it's going to look like. That is amazing. Or, no, I don't like that. Right, right. Um, so designers are really good. And they'll work uh, with a budget, right? You can say, I want to spend 15000 on this remodel. I want to spend 100000 Yes. Yes. And sometimes that's not feasible as far as somebody wants to spend oh, right. $15,000. at least and would they know wanna that. And they want to move out. You break. You would know that. To right. say, no, this is, yeah. Right. And I think that's more of a call for the general contractor to say that. Um, but they can give you a ballpark. Yes. I mean, if you're going to do the best
1: of everything, you're right. Not a ballpark. Well, an, arena, a, an the designer
0: Right. But the designer's not going to know what the plumbing costs are. They're going to know what your, what your plumbing fixtures are going to cost or possibly what your plumbing fixtures are going to cost. But they're going to know we're moving plumbing.
1: Right. So there's a big chunk of change. I don't know exactly what it is. But it's not like we're just swapping out your we're sink. Just, right. Right. Okay. Yeah.
0: They'll, they'll say, well, okay, moving plumbing really ups that into the next price range. Right. Right. right? Okay. As opposed to we're just change, so that, um, changing It's not like faucet. you're going to get an
1: estimate by any means, but they can keep no. you
0: in a realm of reality. Right. Like a mid-range or yeah. I want to do a major remodel. Yeah. There's a great resource um, it's cost versus value. Um, you can look up look it up online. It's cost versus value. dot com, I believe it is, and it, it will actually uh, do breakdowns of remodels specific to your area of the country. Um. Cost versus <laughs> cost versus value. Value. dot com, mm-hmm. and they do it every year, and they have like that's um, pretty cool. Yeah, they have like if you're gonna add a bathroom like actually add a bathroom Mm -hmm. or you're going to just do um a mid-range bathroom remodel and then they tell you what that bathroom model includes it's and uh so like we used your old tub but we did this tub stays we moved something but you're leaving the toilet you're getting a new toilet you're getting a new faucet you're getting a new sink Mm -hmm. um you're painting the walls uh you're doing a shower curtain you're not doing a shower door Right, uh, those right. kinds. So, so they're you know very specific on what what was what was priced out. That's cool. So you can look at it and it can tell and it and it tells you what your return on investment is also. Oh, so that's kind of that's kind of cool. again region specific and right, all that. right. What? And you got to remember that depending upon your contractor, you know, some contractors charge more than other contractors, and there's that whole you know apples and oranges comparing, which we'll be talking about in a future episode. That's right in our remodeling and our episode. remodeling mini series. Yes, yes. <laughs> Cool, that's a great
1: resource. Yeah. Designers, designers, and then mm-hmm.
0: is that all you're going to talk about in remodeling? Oh, I could go on and on and on. I know. <laughs> but we don't want to. We don't want to give a, the whole thing away, do we? Oh. We just want to get them excited.
1: We'll do the steps. So it'd be designer. Then you talk to. You'd find a contractor, a drone contractor. Yes. And then at that point, and then I think what we would go into detail maybe in in the mini series is. Talking about the different levels, like you said, I'm going to try it all myself. I don't know anything and what's happening in between mm-hmm. and when that starts being a good idea and not a good idea. Right. So I think our modeling series is coming up sooner than later. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We're going to wind up with tips and tricks.
0: Oh, yeah. So um, how do you how do you feel about caulking your bathtub or caulking your bath spl- backsplash? You're kinda handy. I'm kinda handy. <laughs> it's it's and caulking is
1: fun. I've never it's never it, it's not rocket science. But it is an art, I think, to get a really nice you know, smooshing that bead down mm-hmm. in a nice way so mm-hmm. that you don't have it splurging out and um you know I've never used the tools. What do you think about the tools or is it still just a wet finger?
0: I have only used my finger. I can't say yeah. that I have ever used um like you can use a spoon or there's actually the caulking tools that you yeah. can buy at the big box stores. Yeah. Never really used this. I've just always used, you know, my and finger. And so what's the trick? The it. trick is really the application. Well, there's a couple things. There's, you know, making sure that you're you're not cutting the tube, the, the, the end of the tube too fast far so they have a huge hole. So you've got so much coal coming out that it's just it gets all over the place. Right. Um, and they have and little rings on them. They do, when it's, and it's hard to see. I've never used those. Oh, really? Yeah, I yeah, used the
1: first one. Oh, do you? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> just, uh, well,
0: there you go. There you go. Just because it gives me some guidance, because it will also kind of help you with the angle. Right. You want to do it at a 45 degree angle. Right. Um, what I find to be incredibly helpful, and I do this when I do tubs, uh-huh. and I've done a lot of bathtubs. <laughs> is i take blue masking tape oh yeah and i put down blue masking t- tape on the the top edge of the tub right the horizontal edge that's right there at the where you're going to be caulking mm-hmm. and lay that down and then i put tape on the vertical edge of the wall so that where you want the caulk to end right yes Okay. where you you, you don't want caulk going up the wall and you don't want caulk Farther on, you on the edge of the top, so you put right. put that, so you've got it. So it takes you longer to actually put the tape on <laughs> than, the, <laughs> right. than it actually to, to, to do the. It, that's what it always. It takes me longer to dig out all of the old caulk, which you should do. You know, mm-hmm. you just you don't want to go over the top of the old stuff. You want to so be dig. pretty meticulous about that. Yeah, it like, it okay. it can take me up to an hour. Yeah. depending upon what was used in the past to dig all of that stuff out and, and make sure that it's dry. Mm. And, a, and a way to make sure that it's dry is to use de- denatured alcohol. Um, and I just actually pour it on the edge of the tub so that it will uh, seep back into that crack oh, and, the, yeah. water and the, the water and the alcohol mix together. And uh. then I take a hair dryer, an old hair dryer, and I dry it so that it'll, va- it, and it evaporates faster now because it has the alcohol mixed uh. with it. So I make sure that sneaky. everything is that so is nice. that is a true tip and trick. Thank you very much.
1: <laughs> that is a tip on top of
0: a trick. <laughs> That's a the bonus. Wa- <laughs> that is a bonus. The trick was the blue tape. Right, right. The tip <laughs> was the denatured alcohol. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, so everything's dry. Everything's clean. We you put our put tape, your tape on. Down. You down. You run your bead of caulk. Run your finger on it. Just once, don't play with it. Yeah, that's the thing. You You get one shot. Right. Well, you might maybe get two.
1: You always think you can get
0: two. Yeah. Especially when you can get two earlier on. You're like, oh, I can get two. Right. But if you're using this stuff that's like 30 minute ready. Yeah. That starts getting really hard. Um, And I always recommend that people use um, silicone caulk. Mm -hmm. And so that's not quite as forgiving. And it's, you know, you can't wipe it off with water. That's when you have to use mineral spirits. Um, but it's just a better, I think it's just a better product than the than the latex water-based stuff. Okay. So, yeah, one one shot um, and then you pull the tape off. After it dries or before no, it no, dries? No, no, before it dries. Okay, so you've
1: just put right. it down. You've
0: just put, put your it, finger over it. Right. Next round. Got it smoothed take out the- and you take that tape off. Now, you got to be careful when you take the tape off because it's going to have caulk on it. So you just, you have to kind of gingerly take it off and throw it in your garbage bag. Okay, Um, so no ripping it off. No, kind of very gently, making sure you're not getting it all over. Well, make sure you're wearing and don't touch and don't touch it again, right? Even if it doesn't, even if it didn't lay down exactly the way way you wanted it, don't touch it, right? Because then it's going to spread all over. Okay, but you should have a nice straight line. And what what you might want to do is you might want to practice this little trick trick um, on something before you actually. Try to conquer the tub, but it's it's a great way, and it just makes for a beautiful line. One more thing before we leave this. Mm-hmm.
1: I think one of the trickier parts of it, not only is the how wet your finger is and only do it once, but using the gun because if you don't, it's kind of like steering a boat, you do something, and you kind of wait for the reaction. Because <laughs> if you go using the gun, and you're like, oh, this isn't coming out, this is coming, and you're like,
0: woo, right. and then it comes out pretty consistent. What's the way you approach that
1: The first thing is,
0: The first thing is to not have the cheapest caulking gun available. That's probably your... I don't
1: e- really like the theme <laughs> of the Ask Amy at amyworks.com. <laughs> I'm going to have you
0: part with some of those dollars, Alicia. Oh, uh, no! So I have to save them. Yes. So, so not the cheapest. You, not the cheapest. Um, And we're not talking a lot of money, for $5. Right. Mm-hmm. And they'll have a little tab on it that when you want the product to stop coming out of the tube, then you hit that hit that little tab that's back by the pull mm-hmm. and it'll stop or it should stop. Within a few seconds. Pretty close to, to Okay. You know, yeah. Yeah. Um, and the the cheaper ones don't have that, or mm. they're just not designed as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you use a better caulking gun, and then there's also it's like, well, how often are you going to use it? Right. So um, well, according to you, I'm recaulking everything. I got my windows to do in the winter. You do. Yeah. I got my you, tub to do. Yeah, you your backsplash, Jeez. in your kitchen. There's there's caulking to be done. I got stuff
1: to do. You do. I've got you stuff do. to do. Mm-hmm. All right, thank you, Amy. Any yeah. other notes you want uh, to pass on?
0: No, I think we covered it. I think we covered All it. All right, well. thank you so much. If you thank have any questions
1: you. that you would like to submit to Amy, uh, please send them to Ask at amyworks.com. dot There you go. Thank you, Amy. Thank you,
0: Alicia. <laughs> This podcast is sponsored by Amy Works, a residential remodeling contractor in Seattle. We want to help you realize the dream of your next kitchen, bath, or basement remodel. Check out some of our work on our website, amyworks.com. Give us a call at 206-478-2019 or send us an email at help at amyworks.com.